we should just kind of get it out of the way. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> um, a lot has happened since our last... Why don't... <laughs> do you want me to no, say No, no, why don't you just do the intro real quick? Get a clean one of those in, and then we'll just dive into everything we have that's not related to this movie at all. Okay, great. Um, hey, everyone. Welcome Hi. to Stop Your Ruining It. This is a podcast about movies. I'm Delaney, and boy is hell, I like movies. <laughs> and I am Natalie, and boy is hell, I do not. I listened to one of our other episodes where I said that I have to yeah. reply uh-huh. to whatever you say, and yep. I really regret that. Yeah, you really, you really committed to something there. I don't think that was a good idea on my part. <laughs> So I picked Cujo because I was excited to like sit down and just talk about rabies. Mm-hmm. I had a bunch of science. I like I wanted to like really do a deep dive, kind of show my chops. Um, and then my car was stolen. We have had probably the wor- one of the worst weeks of my life. One of the worst. I've had worse weeks. I've but- also had worse weeks where I got dumped and then my grandpa died. Although, although in terms of like two catastrophic events that happen within a two-day span of each other. We haven't even hit a week yet. This is this is a close second to getting dumped and two days later my grandpa dying. We have, it's Wednesday to Wednesday, right? Yeah. That we're looking at? So mm-hmm. we still have two days. Yeah. So I went through a very traumatic emotional situation. We don't have to get into it. <laughs> no, don't worry. It's in light year. <laughs> Which I don't know when light year's coming out anymore. If you're listening to this and light year hasn't dropped, I'm sorry. I went through a depressive episode. That's hilarious if that happens because in light year we, we say- justify why we had to record it early and then for it to just, it's actually released late. <laughs> no. Um, and that happened on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Saturday morning, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get back out there, get my mm-hmm. life back together. I take down a bunch of our recycling. Down and to by the nor- morning, garage. you mean noon. At noon. <laughs> And Natalie's car was gone. It was. From the parking garage. And my car, which had been parked behind her car. We are in a tandem spot. Had been pushed out. My cup holders are gone. Yeah, they were just ripped. So if anyone knows, you know, (laughs) I would have put those back. No, it's insane. She called me, you were like, did you put your car somewhere? And I went, I didn't. Little did I know someone had. Someone had indeed moved your car. I. Your car was not in the place where you had last put it. No, I am still kicking myself, even though I understand. I know. I couldn't have known it was going to happen, but I had a set of keys in Delaney's glove compartment because we had gone to a museum. (laughs) Everything we do is incredibly interconnected. And we couldn't have a purse, so I went, I'll just put these in here. And then you forgot about it for the next five days. Yes. For a a long period of time, I have not used my house keys. But again, to get to those keys, they had to break in. They had to commit a felony to commit the second felony. They first had to break into Delaney's car before my car was even on the table. So they broke into your car, threw all your shit around as like a diversion. They So they emptied out everything in my glove compartment. They like opened like my CD case and everything. Cause that's the thing. Some of all my CDs don't fit in the little CD holder. So Is that some why they're shrewd? So some of them were in the glove compartment. So they threw everything out of the glove compartment. I'm sure they lifted my keys in the air and went, holy shit, guys, <laughs> look at this. Made the conscious decision to not take the Glee Christmas CD. Uh, yeah. John Denver and the Muppets Sing Christmas. Mm-hmm. The two different Rosie O'Donnell Christmas albums. Mm-hmm. Those are all the ones that were in the glove compartment. I had them separated by category. Yes. And then well, in- Well, they're not anymore. And then your roommate's <laughs> keys. Um, so they decided to take none of my CDs and then all of Natalie's car. The whole car. I didn't leave any of it. I... But also took my registration. Yeah. 
just you know to maybe throw me off like, my this groove. girl's such a fucking idiot to leave keys in another car <laughs> i bet she doesn't even have registration but no yeah they had you break into your car mm-hmm. and then they like smashed your little like the area where your cup holders are where like around your, console, your gear, shift. gear shift so they could push your car your car was just in the middle of the garage yeah Mine was not there. Your car was actively not in the garage. It was not in the middle or any part of the garage. Mm-mm. Uh, and left. And this was, uh, it's been three days. It's Monday, so like two. Two days. It feels like longer for me without my car. Uh, and we just don't know where it is. And the LAPD said, hey, I hope you find it. <laughs> so I'm not sure. How much they're going to help. What's going to happen. What I do know is that I ordered ingredients to make hot chocolate off of DoorDash because I couldn't go get them myself. So we're drinking spiked hot chocolate. Yes, we are. That's the drink for today. Which, you know, is maybe okay because, weirdly enough, you know, silver landings, right? I'm not driving anywhere, so. (laughs) Not where I was going, but very good. Silver landings is... Maybe this is a movie where it's okay if for most of the episode we don't talk about the actual film. Yeah, I mean, I have not cried at all about my car. Every person that we have told this story to from Laughed. the LAPD, my insurance company. My car repair guy. Your car repair guy. Both of our parents. My friends. Everyone we've spoken to. The, me pe- the other night. people in the garage. Other people in the garage who were like, hey, were your cars, anything happened to your guys' cars? And I went, yeah, mine, mine was taken. <laughs> the guy who gave me a job offer today where he was like how how is your day going and i went it's been bad the past few days my car got broken into and he went well at least it wasn't stolen yeah and i had to look natalie in the eyes as i took this phone call and go yup and then the cop at the lapd they did not act like brooklyn 99 i don't know why i thought he. we're not in brooklyn I know. That's that's the only difference between the show brooklyn 99 (laughs) and the lapd um if you stole my car give it back please like guys we know we know that Natalie keeps joking that her goal with this podcast <laughs> is to get a celebrity to come over and punch her in the face. It was but, not steal my car. But Shia LaBeouf, she did not say to come steal her car. Please give me my car back. Reese, we did not say to come steal Natalie's Reese car. Reese can have it. Reese did fantastic on Family Feud, <laughs> Reese so did. Reese can keep it. <laughs> Reese Darby looked incredible. Incredible. On Celebrity Family Feud. On Celebrity Feud. Family Feud. The second person in Celebrity Family Feud history to get all the number one answers. I was slushing. He also did a little dance when he got all the number one answers. He did a lot of dances, he did a and little, I liked it. He, he was did, in a beautiful little suit. His hair looked good. His son was there. All the things I want in a man. Who can say where the road goes? Anyway, Cujo's a bad movie. It's not a... <laughs> it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. It is... Very much an, an 80s movie. Early 1980s Stephen King adaptation. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It is. I, I, I want to get this out of the way. I love Stephen King. I love Stephen King, too. I 100% understand why most of his movies aren't good. Because I do think he is a writer that writes stories to be read. And to, like, have, like, really flourishy writing, like, in a novelization that you can't show on screen. Yeah, yeah. Watching... Cujo, I was like, I'm sure if I were reading this, this would be dope because you get all that like inner stuff, all of the emotional. And he loves putting eight subplots in every story he makes. (laughs) Like Stephen King. This one, there's really like two. No, but there's more in the book. Stephen King is Uh, a a short story writer. Yeah. Who I'm willing to bet on my life, probably. My car can't bet on that anymore. That he does what I used to do with essays, where he writes it and never reads it again. He does not have a beta writer. 
He just writes it all. We've been reading a lot of fan fiction. No Beto, we die like Batman. <laughs> no Beto, we die like Cujo. Um, and he does. He writes it, and some poor fucking editor is like, God damn, Stephen, I can't keep reading all these orgies you're putting into these well, books for some reason. Especially because a lot of his, and the, the, the first Stephen King book I ever read was Carrie. Yeah. I still have my copy of Carrie mm-hmm. in our house. And it's epistolary. It's a lot of his books are aren't written narratively like no. that would be very easily adapted to a screenplay. They're written like in letters and I, I find it fascinating and I think it's because he's such a good writer and makes such interesting stories that we're like, oh like we should make that a movie. And then as soon as you translate that medium His concepts are good. You're like, huh. That's why I think Creepshow does is good. Mm. Creepshow and Creepshow too, which I well, believe and- people did like a lot because it's a it's like what his stories are made for. Yeah, like I feel like we should have just given him his own Twilight Zone. Yeah. We should have given him his like own... Like Goosebumps. I don't want to watch a Goosebumps movie. Except, although, I... Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> like, a Goosebumps movie? Like, the Jack Black movie, I think, was not bad. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I trust Jack Black. I wouldn't want to watch a movie of every Goosebumps book. Right. But, like, an anthology TV show? Especially because he has so many fucking books. He is... I was separately from this reading some Stephen King short stories... And looked up at you and was like, you, I don't think you could read all of them. No. He has 64 novels, including seven under the pen named Richard Bachman, mm-hmm. five nonfiction books, and approximately 200 short stories. A lot stories. of short stories. Most of his, most of the movies are the full novels, I believe, for the most part. Yeah, except for Creepshow. Except for Creepshow. And Creepshow too. Yeah, you got me there. I do. You got me What's there. What's your favorite Stephen King short story? I don't know his short stories as well. I have a couple. Okay, please. The Raft is fantastic. Okay. I love The Raft. The Raft is, it has, it's like about a, just, and, and this is the thing, is that you cut his novels down and it's like, Cujo's about a dog. All of his concepts are very much like, right. man versus blank. Yes. Like it is, at least the ones that are the most um, publicly, you know, appreciated. Yeah. But it's like Christine. It's like, what if car evil? Cujo, what if dog evil? Raft, what if raft evil? Mist, what if mist evil? Well, the raft's a good example because it's like, it's just, there's four guys, four people on a raft and then there's just this black thing in the water that eats you. But it has like this really gross and good imagery of like, it once it latches onto you, it like slowly dissolves you and mm-hmm. a guy's foot gets stuck through the raft. So his body is sucked through this, the crevice Oof. of the raft. Oof. Fantastic. He also had one. But uh, that's like a two second scene. He had like a lawnmower one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that one. I went. I, I am a big fan of Stephen King concepts. And um, the climax of Cujo, I do think, is good. Cujo like, is a good story. I think that the scene where they are finally like in the car, they can't get out of the car, and the dog's there, and what you ha- you're having like that's a, the story though. A mother's dilemma. But that story is so short. That's the that's the novel. Five minutes of right, and so then we have an hour plus of family drama. <laughs> there also is more character, like clear characters. I was unclear who the characters were in this. That's also just because every white person in 1983 kind of looked the same. Right. But what's interesting is that <laughs> Stephen King's a psychopath and I love him. I love it. Um, this, the book mm-hmm. had the kid die. Yes. I was going to bring that up. Fully. Which is a better ending. 
And that's the thing that they do is they pussy out of a lot of Stephen King novels when they make them into movies. Yeah. Except, Why? Except, for, except the, for The Mist. Except for The Mist, which they went, we're going to make it worse. It was better. The well, Mist yeah. improved. Yeah. Everything else, they always tend to like cheap out on it. Yeah. The Shining, oh, The Shining can be, a t- The Shining's going to have to be a whole episode. Right. One but day. it's so like The Shining, so like the movies that have leaned into it, like, uh, is it Dr. Death? Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep, where it's just, Dr. Death's an actual serial killer. Mm-hmm. Dr. Sleep, where they had that extended scene, like, incredibly hard to of watch scene of that kid. little boy getting tortured. Yeah. But even, um, just like morally, like The Shining, the reason that Stephen King didn't like Stanley Kubrick's Shining is because it changed the entire purpose of right. the story. Like, the whole thing was supposed to be an allegory for alcoholism he, and, did like... Did he have an alcoholic family and an abusive father? Cause he then, was an alcoholic. Was he an I don't know. I mean, Joe Hill hasn't spoken about it. He spoke at our school, didn't he? He went to our school. Yeah, and then didn't he hold like a thing? Probably. Joe Hill went to Vassar. He didn't teach um, a class, did he? I think he might have taught a class. After we left. Or before, like the... I'm, I actually am going to... Owen, I think, spoke. Yes. But Joe Hill is the one who like wrote um, Black Phone. Mm-hmm. But the whole point of The Shining was that Jack isn't a bad person and then he gets into like the right. hotel possesses him stanley kubrick makes him just a dick throughout the entire movie asshole. and so then it just becomes like almost not the hotel's fault it, it's just like i don't know it's it completely switches right kind of the purpose of the book to unfortunately make probably the best stephen king movie right because his stories don't play out as well in a visual medium. Like, no. and, and I think that's just, that's not a bad thing. No. But some writing is just better read. I think than... the reason that it was, is so, has been such a good one to translate is because there's so much it. Right. There's so much to pull from that there is enough for you to sit there and go, okay, we're going to do the clown parts. Yeah. And you can make two movies out of it. I genuinely liked it, the book. I read it. Summer before I moved to college, I think. Right. Freshman I don't year. think it's a... I'm sure it's a good book. I can't get myself to do I it. I listened to it. I did audiobook. I would consider doing that. And I think the thing with it also is that it's an ensemble cast. It's also primarily a coming-of-age story. Right. With a clown. With a clown. And a turtle. And a... Yeah. And an orgy. Why? So... No, it's fine. Stephen King, when he talks about Cujo... <laughs> says that he wrote it during the height of his struggle with alcohol addiction, so he doesn't remember writing this book. Yes, that's true. He's like, I literally, he's like, I like it. I think I did good. I this don't remember doing it. This one is fun in that I do know actually a lot of the trivia surrounding this. Which makes my job harder because there's not much to talk about with the actual movie. I love that he named Cujo after one of the kidnappers in Patty Hearst's kidnapping. Which, when before I changed my minigame and I was looking up different like titles and plots of other Stephen King books, he has an unfinished book also about the Patty Hearst kidnapping, like a fictionalization of the Patty Hearst kidnapping. Why? Why is he super into? I'm into it. The Patty, but like enough to make multiple references to it throughout your literature. The thing that's interesting is the Patty Hearst kidnapping is almost like a real life Shining, and <laughs> mm. that it's like the whole controversy of it is was she. Did they convince was her she to forced into this, or did or she choose to? Did she have, or was she like? Predisposed. But like there's not much in this movie. Kujo is I'm I'm gonna give you we we just watched the movie. I'm gonna tell you what I remember. Mm-hmm. 
uh, that little kid screams in his bed. Mm-hmm. Hot dad walks in wearing sure does no shirt, long white pants. Um, Daniel Hugh Kelly, actor of Vic Trenton. Yeah, hot. You looked good in 1983. You looked very good in this movie. I'm not gonna lie. No. I don't know why she cheated on you. I don't either. Was this... How around this was Twiggy and Rosemary's Baby? Are those... T- in your mind, are those two separate... Events. They're events? two separate things. Okay. I thought... I don't think it's both Twiggy and Rosemary's I Baby. I thought you were telling me that Twiggy played Rosemary, oh. and I didn't know how to break it to you. Rosemary's Baby came out in 1960. Mia Farrow, who played... Mm-hmm. Good yeah. job. Rosemary's Baby was 1968. This was published in... The book was published in 1981. The movie was made in 1983. That's another thing, is that all of the Stephen King um, adaptations of the 80s, very quick turnaround. Yeah. Well, because she... The the mom has that pixie cut, that blonde pixie. yeah. Which was fashionable only for two people. (laughs) It was fashionable for Mia Farrow and Rosemary's Baby and Twiggy. I thought this was going to be like more tied to like... Well, because I just remember in America's Next Top Model when she made that girl get a pixie because she was like, you're going to give me Mia Farrow and Rosemary Baby vibes and it came out horrible. I think Dee Wallace looks lovely in this film. No, she does. It's just an interesting period of time where that was a very common haircut. I think... um, In movies. I think it was just... It was the new mom haircut. It was very classically like the you, you just had a kid. And so like... That's what my mom did. My mom had a baby and immediately went to a pixie. So we got hot dad and like mom who does not look happy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's a monster in my closet. And the dad's like, shut the fuck up, dumbass. Nothing could fit in here. And he, he says like, it nicer. He has like a whole little ritual that he has to do every single night. Right. Saying, the monster can't be in your bed. The monster can't fit. In your, I, I'm paraphrasing yeah, and yeah, yeah, adding yeah. a little jaunt I to it. I was also paraphrasing. I don't think that what I said was verbatim <laughs> what the line was. And then we just, the next day or something, <laughs> we very briefly see the wife of Cujo's owner say that she won the lottery. Mm-hmm. And her and her kid in the book leave. In this, the kid is there, there still? Yeah, yeah, he sees Cujo and then Cujo's like, I'm not going to murder you, kid. I like you. Get out of here. Well, we, bef- we do see the serial subplot. Thank God. They include the fucking serial subplot. Well, because we have to know... Because Vic goes out of town on a business trip, so we need the serial subplot to know why Vic just fucking leaves at well, one this, point. Uh, well, that and the serial subplot is why there's tr- there's tension in their relationship to begin with. Because mm. he's not doing great at selling whatever the hell it is. And so then he leaves. And she is having an affair with this dude mm-hmm. who... It's her ex-boyfriend from high school. It's her ex-boyfriend from high school. Has like a, he just looks, I was very confused. That was Dee Wallace's real life husband. Oh. Neat. Um, <laughs> he goes to take his, before he leaves, he goes to take his car to get fixed. Yeah. And the mechanic goes, no. And then the mailman, so many characters we don't, the mailman's walking over, says hi to the mechanic. And then he's like, hey, just so you know, I think this is the one we meet the campers. I think Joe, is he named Joe Camber in the movie? Yeah. He's like, he'll do it for you, and he won't rob you blind. You should go there. And he's like, sounds like a good idea, and this will not affect anything further. And that's where we meet Cujo. Right. Who's a good boy. He He's a good fucking boy. Oh, the movie starts with Cujo getting bit. Well, he's following a little rabbit. Yeah. As you do. Yeah, chasing it. <laughs> he's chasing it, and in one scene, like, in the middle, I think the dog caught up to the rabbit <laughs> puppet, because he absolutely bites it, and then they just cut to the rabbit running again. 
And I'm like, the dog got that rabbit. Good boy. And then he like he sticks his head in a cave and a rabid bat bites him on the nose. And so we see him with a little boo-boo on his nose. Why'd that rabbit go in that cave? The rabbit probably also got rabies. Maybe. We don't know. We don't. I don't know about that rabbit's life. Very rare for um, prey animals to have rabies. Mm. Because normally they, if they're attacked by a rabbit, animal won't survive the attack. So you're saying that rabbit is dead? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Stupid rabbit. A lot of close-up bat pictures. I'm a footage. I don't like bats. Bats? I'm not scared of bats. Um, I do know they smell awful. I lived in Australia Mm -hmm. a little period of time. And I think this is like a sense memory I must have. Because my mom was walking with me through like a park and we were attacked by flying foxes. Um. Which are giant bats. (laughs) And not little fox dogs with wings. I thought that's what it was for like a good chunk of my life. But when I was like eight or nine, I looked it up and I was like, ah, <laughs> um, giant bats, scary. But when I, when I went to the Pittsburgh zoo and I still lived in Pittsburgh, they had like a big bat cave that you <gasps> could walk in. Sm- like one of the worst smells I've ever. Yeah. It's like a cave. Mice with wings in a cave. But like I worked with horses. Like I'm used to animal smells. That was a very different. It's dank. A- it was a dank animal smell. Yeah, because like it horses was... run around, like there's hay, there's grass, it's there's drier, yeah, drier. Oof. Ugh. Ugh. Um, and then the wife just pieces out. I, yeah, we do not get much of this family. Nothing in this movie really matters until the car. Right. She's cheating on her husband. Um. The 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 Camber son is like, this is my dog Cujo, and so the family like gets to know Cujo. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is a very normal dog. Good yeah, boy. Good boy. Um, Joe's wife and son leave. There's a scene where I cried. Where Brett, like, sees him. Sees him and is like, Cujo. Cujo, come here, boy. And, and then Cujo can, walks away. <laughs> you can see Cujo looking and, like, he can, like, Cujo knows. And Cujo's making that decision. Good boy. Huh? And then at one point... She goes to the house of the guy she's having an affair with, whose name is Steve Kemp, but she just calls him Kemp. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> and is like, we're ending it. Like, I can't do this anymore. Because right. I guess she's going to, like, try and save their marriage or whatever. She goes home. He, I guess, follows her. The weirdest scene. Almost rapes her. Like, assaults well, her. because he like... starts, like, feeling her up. And she's like, no. I think that she was saying, no, like, my son's here. Mm-hmm. And then the son and father both walk in. And I'm like, why would this be your strategy, Kemp? And then Vic is like, oh, you're fucking that guy. Mm. Vic is like, so I see that this guy has his hand up your vagina. I might be a serial man, but I can see, I can still see what's going on. And so. And then he has to leave has because to on there's, it's causing internal hemorrhaging. Yeah, the serial is, I think, ruining people's stomachs. I think that what it was. Is there glass in the cereal? <laughs> no. Is that it has red dye in it. So, so you kids are peeing it had. out blood, what looks like blood. That is why hospitals will not give you cherry popsicles. When you, um, get, when you get surgery at a hospital. In case you're actually peeing out blood? Well, yeah. It's uh, so like my parents worked slash currently work at a children's hospital. One of each. <laughs> yeah. And when you're like a kid who like had surgeries doing something, they will like, you know, give you a popsicle or something to be like, look, you did it. Congratulations. And they won't give you a red one because then if it comes out in your pee or in your stool, they don't know whether it's blood or just cherry limeade. Versus if you're peeing out grape, they're like, ha, funny. <laughs> they're like, hey, nice. Nice. 
So he has to go out of town on a business trip. He takes the convertible, which good thing he... I mean, yeah. Good thing they weren't in the convertible. Although the convertible, I think, is a more reliable car. Yeah, but the dog sure would have jumped in it. (laughs) But they could have sped away. Yeah, but... It was a combination of having the doors, the the windows that closed, which were open. (laughs) The seatbelt couldn't... And she couldn't start the car. Yeah. Basically, she's driving home. They make a point to say it's a Ford Pinto, because that's the car that Stephen King had at the time. Yes. He... This is a weird book for him. That's kind of all of them. Yeah. Actually. (laughs) Is it... What is it called? It's not Charity, is it? Misery? Misery. That one was like just like a, him it's, get he got hit by a car or something. Well, he did he did go through like a very serious um, car accident, and then he like was imagining the guy who hit him being in the story of misery, like a psychopath. I love it. Well, misery was written before the car crash. Oh, well, then he just was crazy. Well, no, it was written like he was just thinking of like a super fan. Like he he was thinking about like oh I have these fans, what would happen? If they, like, really cared. <laughs> but that one was very, like, self... Referential? Yeah. Yes. So one, uh, one of them was he wrote the 1984 novel The Eyes of the Dragon, and fans had, like, this really exaggerated reaction to it. And so he went, well, what if that exaggerated reaction was murder? That, and they didn't like the book. So he was <laughs> like, what if their exaggeration was murder, but also because they liked the book? <laughs> I... And also he was high. Stephen King? Yeah. Yeah, very. He was actively on, Qu- he says, dope. Quite. Um, yeah, he says, it would be fair enough to ask, I suppose, if Paul Sheldon in Misery is me. Certain parts of him are, but I think you'll find that if you continue to write fiction, every character you create is partially you. Okay, but no one has written, I think, as much fiction as Stephen King. Well, yeah, so like, it's 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 like, uh, it's... Sir, you can stop writing. It's, <laughs> it's like, once you have so many, yeah. Because um, Adult Bill in It is also... A writer who is like you know getting faded and like I mean I like that he's like you know you'll find every per- I don't has he ever written from the perspective of someone who is not a man white man I'd assume Gerald's game um because you just said Carrie is a it's epistolary but it's yeah. still very and we we talked about this with Ari Aster it's still pretty well no written, yeah it's well written like from a female perspective like it's not most most of his stories. I would say a large amount of his stories. Are male-based, yeah. Are men, in re- uh, married men with one child whose relationship's <laughs> on the rocks. Which is crazy, because he has three children and has been married to the same woman since 1971. Two of them don't matter. <laughs> um, I, while we're on the subject of Stephen King, ooh. what I have here is a collection of letterboxed reviews. Ooh. I was going to do like actual reviews, but I think it's funnier with letterboxed because on letterboxed- You, you can, can do whatever you want. You can do whatever the fuck you want. No one's paying you. Mm-hmm. It's, they're basically just shitpost tweets, but as a movie review. Love it. And so I have a bunch of letterboxed reviews for Stephen King movies. I'm a walking shitpost tweet. So. And I want you to just kind of guess what movie they're for. I will warn you beforehand- there are repeats. So like, just because oh, you yeah, guessed figured. one yeah. doesn't mean that it's not going to come back. And I'm just going to pick these at random. Okay. I'll start with the first one I found. Um, something in this movie, colon, happens. Some guy who just loves going absolutely batshit crazy on the cello. That's my cue. Three and a half stars. Shining? It is The Shining. Nice. <laughs> I would, I, I, I would, for some reason, The Shining is the one where I'd be like, yep, something did happen yeah. in that movie. That's actually very fair. 
The first hour of this is so good. The last 10 minutes are so bad. In that sense, it may be the most faithful Stephen King adaptation ever. Three Hilarious. stars. And this is not the mist. This is not the mist. Good. No, people would they say be wrong. all of the reviews for the mist are just like, this ending is rad. <laughs> They'd objectively be incorrect if they did that. Um, Carrie? No. Hmm. Do you want one more guess or just... I guess I get one more guess, right? Yeah. Let's play a game of do I even know what they mean? Into... One of the, the It miniseries. Good guess, but no, this is actually Gerald's game. Okay. Am I supposed to feel sorry for those annoying ass bitches? Because I sure as shit don't. Four stars. It. No. Really? No. Stand by me? No. <laughs> this is Carrie. This is Carrie? This is the original Carrie. Okay. <laughs> Why would you think that's not at all the plot? That's not the point of the movie. You're not supposed to feel bad for them. What do you mean? Fifty Shades of Grey meets 127 Hours. Three stars. Gerald's Game. It's also Gerald's Game. <laughs> nice. For a movie that jokes about Stephen King having shitty endings and everyone criticizing the original for having a shitty ending, they made a bold choice by making the entire thing shitty. Is this The Mist? No. Good. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to do it. Just, uh, I'm just waiting for someone. Oh, to... sorry. This also got half of a star. This is out of five stars on Letterboxd. Like, this got half a star. Usually it's out of five. Um, so a lot of people would do it out of four. Like Michelin. As you were, continue. I, I'm a, I, I, you, I like that you, your thought was like Michelin, and mine went five, like Yelp. <laughs> you know. Why does a tire company review restaurants? I don't know. Why is my car gone? Anyway, um, I don't. Could you? No. This is It Chapter 2. Really? I genuinely enjoyed that movie. Are and you I think, mad at this person? I think that the people who are really mad at this movie are big old piss babies. <laughs> Probably who haven't read it, because it chapter two is is most of the book. The, most yeah, of the book majority is the, of the book. adults, but people not, just remember it as kids. They just like Stranger Things. It it had the unfortunate timing of coming out. Like it was great for the first movie that it came out at the same time right. as Stranger Things. It was unfortunate for the second movie that Stranger Things was still going on and people Go just wanted Stranger things. more Stranger Things. He did nothing wrong. Two and a half stars. Cujo is Cujo. <laughs> Didn't technically watch it, but I did sit in my hotel room and perfectly remember it frame by frame over a 16-hour period where I was in immense physical agony. At any moment, I could have walked away from what I was doing, but I didn't do that. I instead explored the boundless potential of the human mind and body acting in communion to complete a task for which neither were designed. Not only did this task hurt me the way that waking up during surgery hurts you, but it triggered a sort of anti-REM in me that made me feel like I had been awake for 75 hours doing manual labor with no break. My life can be cleanly divided into two acts now, what came before and what came after. I'm infinitely worse off now that I've done this. Okay, that's just the writer of uh, the subspace emissary, whatever the fuck the longest fan fiction ever is. <laughs> Shining. No. Interesting. Misery? Uh-uh. <laughs> I know it's not, but if it was Cujo, I'd fucking kill myself. Not far. It's the original Pet Cemetery. <laughs> it's just. He also did not give it a star rating. Yeah, I but think after, he might have died. But after that, that whole thing, he went. Fred Gwynn was delightful, though. I like that you cut that as if I would know who was in the original Pet Cemetery. Oh, you don't know Fred Gwynn? No. He's a, oh. Have you met me? <laughs> this is why I only date girls who can't read. Three and a half stars. Misery. Misery. There is a terrifying scene towards the beginning of this movie where text appears reading, Screenplay by Stephen King. Half a star. Uh, Carrie. No. The Shining. Specify. Which version of it? Or is mm-hmm. it Dr. Sleep? No, which, which version? The original. 
It is the not mini, the original. It is the mini series that came out because Stephen King hated the Kubrick oh, version. Oh, the shitty so much, one that he made. Where everyone is like, "Why would you Why make did you it do this? so much worse?" We don't like it. My apologies to the Hellraiser, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Silent Night, Deadly Night franchises. I forgot how completely abysmal this series is. Series? Mm-hmm. Two stars. Christine's not a series, right? No. Pet Cemetery? No, this is Children of the Corn. I... They made, like, fucking ten of those. You know, rewinding back real quick, when you were like, I thought Rubber was written by, Ch- by uh, Stephen King, I thought Children of the Corn was a Goosebumps book. <laughs> And I don't think I'm that wrong. <laughs> that or I thought Children of the Corn was like one of the, the installments in the original plan for Halloween. <laughs> we were supposed to be a horror anthology. <laughs> and I'm not wrong, I don't think. I mean, you are, objectively. <laughs> you kind of by every... By definition, yes. By definition by vibe, of the word wrong, you are incorrect. By vibe. Why the fuck was he running like he was going to a job interview and just missed his bus all the time? Just grit like drink some green tea and chill the fuck out man one and a half stars shining no i'm just gonna every time that they're abusive towards the main lead i'm gonna say the shining <laughs> this is not the mist is it no good why was he running why are you running <laughs> um <laughs> uh, pet cemetery no this is the 2017 it they're talking about pennywise <laughs> the thing to take away from 2017's it <laughs> idk it was on right after a show i was watching and i thought how bad can it be but mostly i was just too lazy to change the channel this movie was totally unnecessary one and a half stars the b movie what <laughs> <laughs> the new pet cemetery no this is the new carrie this also is the fair 2013 carrie also fair the only way i'll ever accept death is a visit from ewan mcgregor and his cat three and a half stars <laughs> pet cemetery no <laughs> trying to think of where there's a cat it's dr sleep huh because the he and his cat go into like the hospital rooms and they're like oh they're dying i haven't seen the movie <laughs> <laughs> gotta be honest this movie on a cold night kind of cozy four stars misery <laughs> misery yes <laughs> This movie has balls. I, period, new line. Like, period, balls. new line. Balls, period. <laughs> Four stars. Is this Cujo? No. <laughs> There's no answer I can give that will make any sense. It's chapter two. No, you're going to be so mad. Oh, is this Pet Cemetery? It's The Mist. <laughs> This is the mist. This is the mist. It has balls. It does. I don't know why they walked away <laughs> talking about their preference for genitalia. <laughs> Did they tell the older actors to act as if they were all in love and in a big polyamorous relationship? It's or, chapter two. Or did they just decide to do that themselves? This was not great, but I love the characters very much, so who cares? Three stars. Is it not it chapter two? No. Doctor Sleep? No. It's the it miniseries. Okay. <laughs> I was literally, what I was going through my brain is I was like, well, the rest of his stuff is about families, so I sure hope not. 
at last, a strong female character. Four stars. Christine. It is Christine. <laughs> Hell yeah. A lot of the comments were for, or reviews for Christine were like, Girl boss. Girl boss, she did nothing wrong. <laughs> Wait, this is the final one I have. Stephen King famously became clean of all drugs and alcohol in 1987. That's gonna be mean, due, King. Due to an intervention from his family and loved ones. This movie came out in 1986. I do not feel the two are disconnected. I can imagine his family concerned for him during all his work, reading his books like The Shining, which tackles alcoholism, but then watching this movie, and as soon as the credits roll, saying, I think it's time. Okay. So it's not The Shining, because they said that they read the it's book. It's not The Shining. The Mist is after that. Also, this got two and a half stars. The Mist is a more recent movie, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing crazy about Carrie or Pet Cemetery. Carrie was the first movie of his that came out. Thinner was never a movie, was it? Not to my knowledge. Is this the other car one? <laughs> Can you give me a name? If it's not... Here's the thing. I only know Mr. Mercedes, but there's also the other car one you mentioned that was just a car. Different one. So not that and not Mr. Mercedes. Nope. And not Christine. Nope. And not Thinner. Nope. Which begins with the with Roadhead. Yeah, I didn't think that my detail was going to change the answer. <laughs> I didn't think you were suddenly going to go, oop, you got me. Maximum Overdrive. Fuck you. Directed by Stephen King and written. The only movie he ever directed, and it went over so badly that people went, please don't. That doesn't even feel like... Maximum Overdrive to me sounds like a Hot Wheels movie. I mean... That's where it registers in my brain. It's not the farthest from what Maximum Overdrive actually is. That's what it registers in my brain as. (laughs) It's like, ooh, cars. So that one is not just one evil car, but all machines. Cars, trucks, radios, drones, arcades, vending machines, etc. They don't have to name a bunch of machines. All machines is pretty inclusive, (laughs) I would think. So you did did pretty good. Yeah. You did pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to bring that minigame back. I like it. (laughs) Where were we? We're we about have, to get to the good part? We're about to get to the only part of the movie that matters, really. <laughs> Cujo kills Gary. Who the fuck is Gary? I don't know. They saw the dead body and I went, okay, who's that? Oh no, he's dead. That's and then the guy who found the dead body also gets killed, I think? Sure. I don't know. No, that's 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 the owner. Considering oh, that... It says Cujo attacks him. It doesn't say if he kills him or not. I don't think he kills him till later. I don't know. <laughs> Considering the fact that in the movie... The kid doesn't die. Cujo doesn't kill anyone bad. Yeah. I have no issues with the deaths in Cujo. Um, and so it's hot, and the windows are up, and there's a... They take their car there, and then Cujo shows up, and then this is the crux of the movie. They can't get out of the car. This movie is about how fucking annoying it is to be in an enclosed space with a child. (laughs) It is truly upsetting to watch. Yeah, because not because I'm worried for the child. It's just the ex- the way that kids sound when they're screaming, genuinely upset. Like it, it's not even like I'm like, oh no. It just it doesn't feel good. Yeah, like the scene in Sophie's Choice just feels bad because that little girl is screaming, and you're like, I don't like how this feels. Have you seen just that yes. scene of Sophie's Choice? Her choice, yes. Because I sure know you haven't seen the whole movie. I've seen her choice. <laughs> they're ju- they're just in the car. <laughs> <laughs> the dog's outside of the car. And They're in the car. It. And like four different times, she like does a shit job of trying to get out of the car. Yeah. 
at one point it starts back up again and then immediately dies. Yeah, they get like a little far and the kid's like, we're going home. And sits in the front seat. Dangerous. Sits in the front <laughs> seat and then doesn't fucking work. Um, I, I will say Dee Wallace does like do well with what she's given. The performances aren't bad. I believe that they're in a car and they're all <laughs> trying to get them. But basically at one point, Tad, also the kid's name is Tad. 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 I'm familiar with the, the, the pole. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't even be mad at me for making that joke because you laughed at it. No, that was good. Yeah. Um... He like starts to get heat stroke eventually, and, and so like, dehydration. and that's what he dies of in the book, which makes sense. Yeah, because he really looks like he's gonna die. He, I think, dies twice in this. <laughs> like, she keeps like punching him in the she, face. Like, at not, one point, is like just she, shaking him, and I'm like, that's not gonna help anything. Like, but she's also like, Tad, 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 and then she gets like mad at him. She's like, Tad, wake up, and like shakes him, and then I don't think he even does. And she's like, okay, he's okay. And then we see her again. She like looks in the car, and he's fried on the floor. And she's well, because like, at one point she gets out to fight the dog, and then I guess locks the car. Or like the car locks well, behind we, her. We saw that Cujo ate the door handles. <laughs> <laughs> he was hungry. There was no way to get in. And when they do that, there's clearly a window open. Yeah, the window is because. They can't leave a child in a hot car. Yeah. That's illegal, especially in the state of California. Like, I'm sure it would get hot in there, but, uh, like, the doors are... If you keep the windows a little open, and they're only there for, like, a couple hours. (laughs) Like, it's not like they're there for days. I don't know much about Maine, but this takes place in Maine. How hot does it get in Maine? A hot car, I understand. It can get obscenely hot very fast. Right. Because it's also made of metal. And... In a closed environment, and the air is, like, stale. Yeah. If you leave a window slightly open, you will, at, at the very least, prolong your time, I'm mm-hmm. sure. But, like, I've been in a... If you... I leave you in the hot car all the time. <laughs> time. I don't really like it. Because she doesn't have a car, so she has to stick with me and mine. Yeah, she puts a little note on it that says, I'm coming back, don't worry. <laughs> Please don't break the windows. She has the radio on. She's listening to the things she likes. Just bobbing. Um... I guess their car didn't have air conditioning. Is that a stupid question to ask? Why she didn't just turn on the air conditioning? I mean, it was already a busted car, but I don't know if cars in the 80s had... Oh, no, uh, I think it's just a busted car. Okay, okay. Because this sure says that cars had air conditioning in the 60s. Tad is so fucking annoying. And at one point, she, like, yells at him. She's like, shut the fuck right, up, because Tad. he keeps going, I want my dad, and I want... Your dad's not doing shit. And she went, fine, I'll call your dad. And just, like... And I respect it. <laughs> I would also be furious. Like, at this point, she's been bitten, like, three times. Yeah. Um, and Dee Wallace has said, she was like, yeah, that's a that's um, a, a moment that every parent will know. And I was, like, just like, and I was like, well, I also know that because I also want to yell at children. I don't think that's a parent only experience. I'm furious I've had in this. <laughs> a small note before we continue is that I don't think St. Bernard's are scary. Do you want? You They're might know, such fluffy boys. You might know this fun fact, but can I say it anyway? Yeah, go ahead. They they had to tie the tails of the dogs down as they were acting because the dogs were so excited to be there that their tails were wagging the whole time and they didn't look scary anymore. After the first murder, that dog's tail was wagging. <laughs> they they forgot to cut one of them out. Yeah, I definitely saw that he was standing over the body hypothetically, he's just wagging his tail. Like they they were having such a good time that their tails their tails. I was like were hypothetically, wagging. I guess his, t- his tail might be wagging. That would be fun for him. Like it was happening all the time, so they had to like literally tie They're their tails. They're such boofers. Down. They're like. 
they also have such scrunkly faces right. that even when he's like covered in blood and like so he just looks scared, like he's just seeing it out. He just looks sad. He, he is looks sad. Like, he looks like he's like, can you clean me off, please? <laughs> and I just want to go scroll, scroll. Well, and that's like so like the two things in Cujo. It's Cujo's birthday. <laughs> Cujo's birthday. His last birthday. <laughs> he got <laughs> treats and bats <laughs> and a big other bat. <laughs> he got bats and. Bats and a bat as well. <laughs> um, Cujo is, it's like, this is a Stephen King novel with no supernatural elements, even though people, I think, either remember it as rabies and think that this is like exactly what rabies is, or they think something's wrong with the dog otherwise. They think it's almost like it's rabies that has accelerated like super to, rabies. to, to like, a, like a zombie apocalypse type thing. Right. Um, and in the movie i don't know how much we see it but in the book like the dog's abused and it's like just incredibly sad that like this dog who has done nothing wrong then it just gets rabies and loses control and then kills people who i think deserved it um and then gets killed and it's really like i have always my whole life found the story of cujo devastating Um, I just don't think it translates well to visual. No, and upon watching this again, like watching this and like going through it again, uh, the hot car portion is much is another thing that I don't think translates well mm-hmm. because in the book I and I haven't read it so I can't be sure, but I'm sure that in a novel in a literary form, there's more you can better explore the like the psychological horror exactly, and that's what again most of his books are about right which is why they don't translate of being well. I, like i either it's we get we die in this car or we're killed by that dog mm-hmm. or i save myself and my son dies or like which she at one point gives up in the book at least she gives up mm-hmm. halfway through because she's worried she'll die and then tatch is gonna die too right because you know he's fucking useless uh, oh yeah it says in the book she yeah she plans to run for the house but abandons the idea because she fears the door will be locked and, and then she'll get killed and she'll and then, get killed and then her son will be alone which does happen in the movie in that she leaves for like a split second and the door's locked there's a lot of going in and out in and the movie. one of the windows is fully open fully open and she decides to break like the back windshield I which was would like, be there's a open do- window but also wouldn't that be a thicker glass than like the um like side windows I feel like like the back window oh, would be oh like the way that they it's kind of treated a little different yeah well also I'm like maybe not the one closest to him that's going to cover him and blow bro- <laughs> glass <laughs> you're gonna do this anyway other um, ways around it i do like that in the book brett gets a new little puppy i do like in the book that the kid dies <laughs> i like that one kid dies and the other kid gets a new vaccinated puppy him getting a vaccinated puppy is great i don't i i'm not and it's not because i'm just an asshole i think that the kid dying is crucial to the story yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because sure. that's like I mean, it has almost a missed quality to it of like, in the end, all of it was pointless. Right. Like, what were we fighting for? Because again, <laughs> and again, more realistic. If they are in this hot car situation, that four-year-old's not going to last very long. That four-year-old, again, was knocked out for a solid like hour. Right. <laughs> like, we did not see him conscious oh, for a bit. I just hate the sound of him screaming when he's afraid of the dog. He's, yeah. Um... Fun fact about that kid, he could not read by the time he was cast because he was like five, six. Uh-huh. And so his mom would just have to like read his lines to him until he memorized them. I would imagine that's how kids are. I, I guess it is, yeah, but it's... <laughs> kids and dogs, I think, are quite similar in movies. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the types of dogs they used on this film? <laughs> the St. Bernard? 
Well, there's one that you were excited about, weren't you? And that one of them was just a man in a dog costume? Yeah, that one of them's just straight up a man in a dog costume. I'm very excited by that. What is it? It's like seven actual dogs? Although, I will say, one one of the dogs died during filming. Oh, no. From bloat. Yeah. From bloat. Well, that's common in large dogs. Yeah, but like it was like during production. That's sad. He just died. Well, but it wasn't because of production. No, 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 no. Bloat is what almost killed Marley and Marley and me, like a few times, and may have ended up killing him. I was like, well, Marley sure dies eventually. Well, he dies eventually, but Marley and me, um, the issue that he has that causes bloat, and I don't know if this is synonymous with bloat, but that that his stomach will turn, Mm. would flip, and then it would close the ends so that it couldn't, food couldn't move through it anymore because it was like a little fucking balloon Um, because purebred dogs aren't meant to be alive. So I will say it is actually four St. Bernards. 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 And then several mechanical dogs. A black Labrador Great Dane mix in a St. Bernard costume. Well, I need more explanation there. (laughs) What? And then stuntman Gary Morgan in a large dog costume. That's the scariest thing I can picture. It's a large man in a dog costume. Well, they're scarier dogs. Yeah. Well, and I I wanted to check to see if... um, I mean, and maybe that's, like, the point, again, for, like, the book is to have, um, because, like, St. Bernard's, I feel like, are kind of lumped in with Newfies, where they are recognized as very caring dogs. Like, Comforting. Newf- like, Newfoundlands. Are nanny dogs. Are nanny dogs. They're Nana and Peter Pan. Um, well, St. Bernard's are the... They're, they're the safe... They're, they save people. They save people in the mountains, and they bring, like, the... Stereotypically, the little the, cask of liquor. Yeah, beer. But the idea is that you're trapped, and the first thing you see is this floofy boy. Yeah, and so, like, I think... Again, in a novel sense, that's like some sort of, you know, symbolism and like makes it even more tragic. But in a movie, I just want to kiss his little face. <laughs> I genuinely don't know if it's that or just the fact literally he met a St. Bernard that was an asshole. Because <laughs> that's what started the whole thing was that he met a St. Bernard that was kind of a dick. So I don't, I think he literally went, you know what? Fuck that kind of dog. I'm going to make it die. Um, no, yeah. So he met a St. Bernard that was an asshole. And then he also apparently read a story in Maine about a young child being killed by a St. Bernard. Mm. Um, I couldn't find it. <laughs> I want more information. Again, I want to remind you that he wrote this so drunk. So drunk. He could have easily imagined a story. Not to like gaslight Stephen King, but <laughs> he could have just had a dream once that a kid got murdered by right. a St. Bernard. I mean, that's entirely possible. I'm just looking at the adoptable dogs at the old animal shelter I used to work at. Oh, also, just to make you kind of make your little pouty face a little more, in the book, the way it ends is by clarifying that Cujo was a good dog who just wanted to make his owners happy and that rabies is the only reason he was violent. This is a sad... I think it's a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. I think it's meant to be sad. It is, yeah. I think Pets... I haven't read Pet Cemetery yet, but I think Pet Cemetery is the same, where it's like the actual book is just so devastating and not it's actually It's very scary. sad. It's very sad. Basically, Donna ends up killing the fucking dog <laughs> oh no she beats him with a she, bat and well then she like, stabs him mm-hmm. well and he kind of stabs himself he runs into it and stabs himself and then he dies no i know but that <laughs> dog died <laughs> and then she takes the sheriff's gun thinks about shooting him and then goes actually no i have a dying baby shoot the car my other thought wouldn't that cause the car to explode no we've discussed this natural gas and air mm. windshield oh okay is what i meant shoot one of the windows that he's not at mm-hmm. it would just be faster um i mean she'd I already broken the back window 
So she can just reach in and get him. Well, yeah, but my point was instead of use, because she uses the butt of the gun to try and smash through the back window. Oh, it might have yes. been more efficient to just shoot a gun. Gotcha. None of this is a good idea. And then she just somehow miraculously revives Tad in the kitchen. Just by, by like pulling him in. Dripping water on him, like Chinese waterboarding him. Get um, up. And then Kujo fucking just Kool-Aid mans through the window. <laughs> out of nowhere for no reason. He's like, I'm back. I'm back, BB. And then she shoots him off, off screen. And then the dad comes back and goes, my family. And they hug and it freeze frames it freeze the frames credits in roll. the stupidest way. In that fucking early 80s freeze frame. And this also, this was when I, this reminded me of when you said in Midsommar how this was explicit gore was not. Right. They just show a gunshot and that's it. Yeah. And well, we're also like, nobody wants to watch the dog die. No, but that's kind of the point, isn't it, of this movie? <laughs> Hold on. I, I know it's going to say yes, but I just want to like... Check, does the dog die? 31 people say yes. Who says no? Sorry, it's it's because they've added a category of does a cat die? Good. Um, Can you look at like your... <laughs> Yes, a cat dies. They clue a cat dying in Lightyear. I just need someone else to validate me. Yes, this, this, yeah. <laughs> they, they say that a cat dies in Lightyear. Yeah, because it does. <laughs> <laughs> someone has a TLDR on Does the Dog Die for Cujo that just says, yes. TLDR, the dog is shot at the end of the movie. I mean, that's true. Too long didn't read, dog gets shot. Um, yeah, and that's the movie. It's a pretty simple, again, probably great to read. The and movie- when it came out, I'm sure it was also very interesting. Because this this was what people associated with rabies. Right. Cujo became the idea of what rabies is. Um, It had mixed reviews when it came out. Yeah. Um, well, it's not the execution, it's the concept. Right. But I do think that, like, even my dad references Cujo. So it's like, it's it's not like people liked it, but... No, it's the... It yeah. was a specific enough concept that was never done again. Right. Because it doesn't translate well yeah, because it's screen. like, well, we don't need this again. It's cu- We did it. We saw um, Cujo. That it's become, like, part of, like, the lexicon. Yeah. Like um, Sophie's Choice. Sure. <laughs> which people use incorrectly. Right. Which, and, you know, with my research, this is not, like, a super correct... I would hope not. I mean, it's not wrong necessarily Mm. this can happen this is not what all rabies turns into and i think from what i understand aggressive rabies is less common than like it will disorder animals become disoriented and withdrawn and like very skittish Mm -hmm. uh, and then just kind of die off in the wherever the spread of of rabies is not the issue here no one's concerned about that rabies is fucking terrifying right fun fact about rabies rabies there have been 15 people to survive rabies Ever? Yeah. Once symptoms set in. 15 people ever have How survived. How long does it take for symptoms to set in? It varies. As soon as, as once symptoms set in, you're dead. It's crazy. No, it's what? crazy. <laughs> so there's an incubation period on rabies. Because rabies is a... It's fucking nuts. It's scary as hell. It attacks your, like, spinal cord and then your, like, uh, your brain. It's, almost, it's, like, it's like getting MS, but, like, from... Right. Like, oh, that's crazy. So, and by the time that you are able to transmit it, it means it's already kind of gotten in your brain. Any, as soon as you show any symptom of rabies and you, like, you have to have rabies. It's not like if you get a headache, you die. But if you have rabies and you get so much as a fever from it, you're going to die. There's no way of reversing it once it's set in. What the, the only thing that we have in modern medicine is ways to prevent the virus from sticking. So when you 
Go ahead. If a human with rabies bites another human, it's possible. Can they get rabies? They've only. I think the only human to human trans transfer they've seen is in organs, which is why they have. Wait, now, I'm sorry. Which is why they have now added a thing <laughs> to organ donation of Do you have rabies? <laughs> yeah, I feel like. We should have maybe well, double-checked. It, rabies is also interesting because it's one of those things where you can't do tests without killing whatever has it. Because you have to check the brain. Gotcha. So in the book, they remove Cujo's head, and yes. send it, which is the practice with, with animals. They have very, very... Like, I think they are in the process of developing a way to look at rabies in a living human. Because up until this... Like, now it's just you have to check the brain after. It's a biopsy. So at that point, if you're bitten with something that maybe has rabies they're just, just gonna assume that like there's a lot of assumption this is a great transition to my mini game what <laughs> this is actually an incredible transition to my mini game i did not get to talk about rabies as much as i wanted but this is a great well, we transition. can come back to we'll it we'll come back to rabies i'm sorry what i told you before my mini game's a little mean-spirited <laughs> Is this going to be like the Are You a Witch mini game? Except it's Do You Have Rabies? I'm you rabies. No, so here's how it's going to work. <laughs> I can't believe how perfect of a transition it is. I have eight cases here. You have four rabies vaccines. I'm going to give you these people and you tell me who you would give it to. What? You do clarify. <laughs> you are not picking who lives or dies. Okay. It's already determined. <laughs> what? It's a matter, again, of whether or not you just give it to the right person or not. So four of these people are screwed and four are not. So, like, you're not, like, picking, like, oh, do I care more about this woman or this child? It's a matter of can you do anything specifically with the rabies vaccine? Okay. The rabies vaccine. Am I going to kill a child? No. Rabies will. (laughs) Yeah, do I get four rabies vaccines and then also four bullets? (laughs) I mean... That'd be wild. Because, <laughs> like, so, like, only a few of these, I think, are fatal. I have some where it's, like... Preventative. You would. You would. Right. So, like, I would not recommend shooting them in the head because they probably don't have rabies. It's a matter of, like, is it even worth giving it to them? Right. So, that's what I have here. Um, any questions about rabies? Many! <laughs> Many? One of my favorite symptoms of rabies. <laughs> yeah. No, I was gonna say, like, what's the most common symptom so, in humans? Hydrophobia. What? It used to be called hydrophobia because a intense fear of water sets in. What? If you hold on, I I want to show what? you this. Let me show you this real quick. Then no one's gonna know what's going on here, but um, I will show you a uh, the Wikipedia page has hydrophobia, like a video of it, in that you're you literally become unable to be near water. So they're trying to give him water. You're like you're you're physically unable, and the theory behind it is that because it's transmitted through saliva, if you were to drink water, it would make it less potent when you try to transmit it. So your throat spasms and doesn't let you consume water. Sorry, how is this virus so goddamn smart? It's very scary. I don't. It's unclear to me because we we again we have the way to get rid of it in that before it sticks. Right. Once you have it, you're fucked. Okay. We can't help you. I'm sorry. For the longest time, it also used to be that the rabies vaccine was a series of very large needles in your stomach. 
So it was notorious for being very scary treatment that mm. you wanted to avoid. But I think that led to the luck deaths because people were like, I don't want to I, I, rock right. in a hard place. It has since become more of a just kind of classic vaccine. It's not, it's like a tough one. Like it's not, not going to feel great, but like it's not what used to be just a series of large needles. I have a follow-up question. Yeah. Do humans get a like general rabies vaccine? No. But animals do. Animals do. Certain animals. Dogs, cats, mm-hmm. um, and like generally um, livestock mm-hmm. will get it uh, because it's much more possible for them to get it and survive it. Gotcha. You wouldn't need to do a rabbit necessarily because- They would die. They would die if they were attacked by a rabbit dog. Okay. Um, we do not have a general rabies vaccine. We do have a preventative rabies right. vaccine. I, I, was, I was curious if like that's just become something where they're like- Right. Although maybe it just doesn't stick around for long, so you might as well just do it once it's there. It's considered something that, and I kind of think of rabies as a thing like similar to quicksand, where like I thought it was going to be a bigger issue. Yeah. It's pretty rare to be exposed to it, which is why they haven't made it a standard issue vaccine. Right. It's not like tetanus. Right. And I think that it is, uh, again, I think that the vaccine's kind of tough on your body regardless. So mm-hmm. like the kind of people who would get it preventatively are like zookeepers, people working with livestock, people who are actually at risk of getting transmitted. Gotcha. Uh, right. Cool. And part of the reason, another uh, fun fact I'll give you is that part of the reason why bats are the biggest carrier mm-hmm. of it is because they're, uh, the bite of a bat is the size of a hypodermic needle. So you can very easily get bitten or scratched by a bat and not realize it. Mm-hmm. And by the time you realize you're sick, it's too late. So it's, it, you said it's only transmitted by saliva. Only by saliva. Okay. Or like again, if you put your organ, right? Don't do that. Generally, we're gonna we're gonna assume that this is. I believe for all of these, we're assuming you got bit. Right. Normal okay. rabies. You can hypothetically get it from like a scratch, but it's very rare. Like They'd have to scratch you and then lick it. Right. It's not super uh, viable after when it's exposed to air. If it dries, it dies very fast. So like mm. you could like cut your hand and like put saliva on it and like it still might not right. take in the way that it will if you're bit. Gotcha. So I have eight cases. You have four vaccines. Do you want to take notes? Do you have a thing to take notes? I'm going to take notes because I'm going to feel bad. It's okay. Again, I went through it. I went through it. You you can't you can't change it. Okay. You can make the wrong choice here, but my point is like you're not going to end up condemning anyone to death. Okay. These are also... All fake. Okay. These are fictional people. There's no vaccines here. There's no rabies. None of them have names. Okay. I can give them names. Okay. Does that make you feel better or worse if I name them? I don't know. It depends on how much personality detail I'm giving. Let's see. So, case number one. Uh, A woman found bats in her attic. She did not interact with them, but one tested positive for rabies later that week. So she's just, like, testing her... Bats? Well, it's, they would do it. If you have bats, they'll grab one to check it. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, not a funny joke, is it? Rabies <laughs> is serious. She just has at-home rabies tests. She got them from the government. Yeah. Um, a man, this is the next one, a man reports to urgent care with a fever and headache, as well as an intense, intense thirst due to his inability to swallow. Okay. Three, man was bitten by a raccoon. We cannot find the raccoon. <laughs> I had to throw some fun ones in there. Hey, I can't just on the list. 
and that's all I wrote for this one. I have this all written out. All I have is man was bitten by a raccoon. We cannot find the raccoon. <laughs> okay. For a nice gender neutral one, uh, a zoologist dealing with bats uh, on a daily basis noticed a tear in their glove. They have not previously been vaccinated for rabies. Okay. Uh, number five is uh, a child was bitten by a neighbor's dog. After a 10-day quarantine, the animal is showing no symptoms. The animal is showing no the symptoms. The animal is showing no symptoms. Can I ask the standard like incubation period for rabies? You can. There isn't one. Cool! It is, so it, it is roughly, let me double check what it roughly is. It's, rabies is fucking scary. I don't, I can't express how like creepy it is. Uh, so typically one to three months in humans. Okay. Now it can be as short as four days or longer than six years. Gotcha. She's she afraid. doesn't like it. She's afraid of the rabies. <laughs> don't worry, honey, you're vaccinated. She has to be to be in this apartment. She sure does. Uh, and it's good because she bites me constantly. She bites her feet when she's hungry. <laughs> Number six, uh, a man who works with feral cats is bitten on the job. He has been vaccinated as his job is considered high risk for rabies. Okay. Uh, seven, uh, a child is brought to the ER with a fever and numbness in her fingers. She attended summer camp two months ago and otherwise has been in her suburban home without travel or interaction with animals. Can part of this minigame be like, yeah, I choose the four people I'm going to give it to and then just also like offer solutions for the other four? Sure, Because I've, I've, got, I've got thoughts. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, last one. Didn't realize how many kids I put in this. I'm sorry. Uh, a child was bitten by her cat, who has been uncharacteristically mean lately. Uh, the cat is two years behind on vaccines. Well, my suggestion for her is those parents need to get fucking on it. Um, that is, so those are your, I'm assuming the children are there with their parents. I don't think the children showed up to your weird little limited rabies clinic alone. Welcome to ask questions if you have any. Okay. Um... Now, these are all things I made up, so I don't know how much, I can't give you a lot. I don't know their life story. I mean, I can give it to you, but it won't be relevant. I'm just going to kind of go with my gut. Okay. Um, and I'm going mostly based on interaction and not symptoms. Okay. Um, so I am saying I would give the vaccine to number three, the man bitten by the raccoon. <laughs> Where we can't find the raccoon. Where we cannot find the raccoon. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, the zoologist with bats who had a tear in her glove and does not have the vaccine. Their glove, to be clear. I'm so sorry. It's for a gender neutral zoologist. Gendering the zoologist. Um, I think the child bitten by the dog, and the, even though the animal is showing no symptoms, like, it, I, I don't know. That, that That's why I asked about the incubation period. And it wasn't a helpful answer, <laughs> it was, was it? not. And then number eight, the child bitten by the cat, and the cat is a dick, and also the cat doesn't have his vaccines. However, I would like to give some extra um, information. Um, Please. The child who went to camp and came back with a fever and numbness, um, get tested for Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. I okay. think that child has Lyme. Right. <laughs> I think that child got bit by a tick. All right. Um, the man who has a fever and a headache and intense thirst, maybe drink some water. Well, he can't swallow. Do you have COVID? <laughs> Why can't he swallow? We don't know. But if he's had no interaction, I think he just has a sore throat. Mm-hmm. 
and then the man who works with feral cats but is vaccinated. Yeah, you're... Stop working with feral cats. Yeah, maybe don't do that. <laughs> no, I did work with feral cats yes, for a while. You did. Um, and then the woman with bats in her attic that had no interaction, but one of them tested positive. Um, sorry. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry that your sorry that your bats have rabies. <laughs> Sucks. Okay, I will read to you. I guess who who should and should not have. Okay, I believe you got two correct. What? Yeah. Uh, so the first one was the woman with the bats, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Any time you have a bat, they test. They one. They vaccinate you. Oh. It's just generally a safe... If you have been near a bat, because they have had... 2021 had five people die of rabies, which is the most we've ever seen in the U.S. in a while. One of them was just a guy who had... Like, he woke up and there was a bat near him. He had bats in his house, I think. Um, But he had been bitten, not realized it. That was actually Robert Pattinson. Yeah, and then he died. I, I meant the bat was Robert Pattinson, not the man. Oh, okay. The bat. The bat may have been fine. The bat was Robert Pattinson. The bat very well may have been fine. Um, so she would be a candidate for the vaccine. Gotcha. The man who cannot swallow, uh, he has rabies. It's too late for him. That that was my other thing. I was like, if if that is where you're going. Yeah. If I was, as soon as you said like they had a fever, I was like, well, it's too late for them. Yeah. And if you have hit hydrophobia, like you're done. It's It's too late. Um, so it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be worth it because it won't do anything. Right. Um, the, yeah, the raccoon (laughs) man, we're going to give the vaccine. (laughs) Probably going to look for the raccoon. (laughs) We'll try to find it. (laughs) He's on the run. (laughs) He's a fucking fugitive. Generally, the rule of thumb is, uh, with domestic animals, they do a quarantine. With, uh, wild animals, uh, they, it's just kill it. Oh. kill it and then send it off to be tested they, i believe that they the term they use is destroy it which is what they use for like euthanasia and stuff but honestly it's a wild animal so like you just uh and livestock it's a grab bag whatever you feel like doing <laughs> these are the actual cdc recommendations for rabies i want to be very clear livestock is just like up to you um <laughs> the zoologist is also a good person to give the vaccine okay. to um they should be vaccinated, though. What's wrong with them? Yeah. Um, um, but yes, no, yeah. it'd be good to give it to them. Again, it's just a bad situation. Why not? Good idea. Uh, so the child that was bitten by the neighbor's dog. I don't understand this, but 10 days is the only quarantine you need for an animal before hmm. they determine you don't have rabies. Hmm. Which I think's fucking insane. Because like I said, four days to six years. <laughs> Um, I'm assuming that they're like, they'll keep an eye on it, but like, that's crazy to me that 10 days they're like, ah, it's probably fine. Is that assuming that now all domesticated pets have a vaccine? I believe, I, well, it might be under that assumption. It's, it's under the assumption that whatever animal you have is asymptomatic. There's no symptoms. But I don't know why they're so certain that that will happen. Uh, death from rabies occurs, uh, two to 10 days after the first appearance of symptoms. Mm. For humans or for anybody? For humans. Gotcha. Uh, generally it's, you start to kind of like lose your mind a little and you fall into a coma. Oh my God. It's so scary. Jesus Christ. Um, the man who works with feral cats, uh, that was vaccinated. Um, so he was vaccinated, but he would still need two more vaccines. What? So you- It's like the HPV vaccine? It's, it's, yeah. So if you have nothing, it's going to be a series of, first there's like a, a, I believe it's called prep, but it's not- it's not the kind of prep that people think it is. 
uh, and then a series of four shots. If you are already vaccinated, it only takes away like the first stage of getting that preparatory part and then like one or two of the shots. Oh. You still need two more vaccines after that, at least. Jesus. Um, one of the questions they have is, why would I even bother if I are, if I, you'll have to get more if you don't. <laughs> so, I mean, if you work with feral cats, good idea. Granted, I worked with feral cats and I never knew anyone who had gotten rabies because we don't, I mean, it's pretty hard to get bitten by a cat unless you're actively trying to get bitten by a cat. Right. Their claws are the first thing they do. Mm-hmm. Um... The child brought to the ER with a fever and numbness, who you think has Lyme. Mm-hmm. So she does have rabies. Oh, no! <laughs> she, Are you to murder a kid? She, I'm not murdering her. It's rabies. She has rabies. This is based off of a an actual case that has happened. Um, so attending summer camp two months ago, they were in a cave briefly. And apparently they had seen a bat in that cave. And that child, two months later, showed symptoms and died of rabies from only that interaction. Hypothetically, I guess they got bit by that bat and did not notice. But bats are scary. Uh, Last one, child was bitten by her cat who has been uncharacteristically mean. I think that cat's just in a bad mood. (laughs) It will not have rabies. Um... (laughs) that just our cat um so change in behavior is a symptom of, is a symptom of rabies uh but the cat's two years behind on vaccines uh, in this case we're assuming it's an indoor cat which i could have specified mm. if they're not gonna get it right you're not gonna say it's not an airborne kind of thing if your cat's an indoor cat and has at least been once vaccinated it's probably fine okay. most people don't vaccinate their cats every year that's not correct you should but most people don't and mm. like it's not like we have a rampant rabies issue right um oh my god generally so like and like if you're in a situation where you're a bit by animal and they have at least gotten their vaccines at some point you probably are in a uh, better better spot than you were uh yeah but yeah it's scary um so that like foaming at the mouth that people are familiar with is because it's transferred through saliva right um does that not actually happen no that's that's true it, oh it, so, you so will get, you'll sal- salivate more it's not necessarily like a foam so the rabies wants everyone to have rabies. Yeah, it wants it to spread, yes. Which is why it doesn't... The theory behind why you are literally unable to be near water, your throat will spasm right. if you try to drink it. This is the closest thing we have to, to like a zombie virus. A fucking zombie virus. No, yeah, it's... I, I think... I want to say like World War Z. One of them picks rabies, which is like honestly the closest we could probably yeah. get to. Granted, it's, it's not... We had five that, which was the most. The scary thing to me about it is that it literally is too late as soon as you show MD symptoms. Right. Like, that kid had numbness in the fingers, and that was it. Uh, so scary. Um, the foaming of the saliva, I think, is partially because of that, but also, if you've, ever see, if you've ever seen a dog bark a lot, mm-hmm. that, that kind of happens with their spit, where it gets a little foamy. Especially with St. Bernard's, because they're so jowly. They're so jowly. Um, can I say a fun fact about the foaming of the mouth? Yeah. In that, in this movie, they used a mixture of like kind of whipped egg white, not whipped egg whites, Ew. but like yeah. loose egg whites and sugar. So like kind of whipped it, but just like, like stiff peaks. Enough, not stiff, but like yeah, enough, but like, enough to get some do, air do, in it. Do a little meringue. Um, and it caused problems because the dogs just kept licking it off because it tasted good. But it did. They went, oh. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. You went, hmm. 
Um, a little snack. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just wagging my tail and getting snacks. This is super <laughs> fun. Oh no, why are you pinning my tail down? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. I'm looking at this. Yeah, so the idea is that it doesn't let you drink water, but you also can't swallow it all because it doesn't want you to swallow your saliva because you need to transmit it. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, so 80% of people who have rabies will develop that hydrophobia. Which is, again, wild. It used to be called hydrophobia because that was the main symptom people were mm-hmm. familiar with. That oh. is honestly the main symptom of rabies. That's crazy. But it would be a weird visual, I think. Like, it's hard to show it. Yeah. Um, but, and, like, the video we would just watch, like, it's it looks wild. Yeah. Uh, it, 20, looks, it looks feral. Yeah. Uh, and then 20% of people uh, who don't experience that will get, like, more of a paralysis. Uh, but they're not afraid of water. Usually. <laughs> Note the Usually. Um, yeah, so, like, is Cujo the scariest Stephen King novel? Maybe. At least, it it might be, like, the scariest in that there's truly no extra normal, like, supernatural, like, element to it. Where it's just unlucky and tragic. Right. I... There are so few things that we have where if you have it, it's too late. Yeah. Because even with uh, like autoimmune diseases, we're able to at least lessen the symptoms. Mm. You literally have two to ten days to live if you have rabies. Because it attacks your brain first. Um, and then it literally, it's literally like a zombie virus because it takes over your brain. And then it takes over what you're able to do and then you fall into a coma. Um <laughs> It's so scary. I yeah. I I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> I because well, I I've always known rabies was scary, but like redoing it, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I forgot that this is like literally terrifying. It is not super common. Mm-hmm. You see it a lot more in countries that don't have domesticated, like a regular domesticated animal vaccinations mm-hmm. uh, and like access to healthcare. Um, but we had five deaths from rabies in 2021, which was a lot. Um, so yeah, if you're concerned uh any bat interaction i'd recommend going to your doctor giving them a chat just seeing maybe um <laughs> you get bit by a raccoon and we you're bit by cannot a find the raccoon that we cannot find <laughs> you might you're, they're gonna probably make you get to the rabies yeah. thing um you want to generally wash out the wound with soap so like, that's the weird thing is that they're like wash out the wound with soap and water but and then keep an eye on it but if anything happens you have rabies it's too late right so it's crazy because like even uh, like the symptoms that I said of like fever, or headache, even just like a, a soreness around the bite area is a symptom or again, the like numbness in your fingers. <laughs> I don't know why we don't, why we can't do anything. It's crazy. And we can't even test you until you're dead. It's nuts. Um, vaccinate your pets. Uh, and again, just be careful because the, the flip side of that is that if you, the vaccine is a hundred percent effective. Mm. So if they get as long as they are able to get to you before it sets in, you won't, you'll be fine. It's like an un, it's an un, it's not an enjoyable process, mm-hmm. but like you'll be okay. So it's four shots total. I believe so. Okay. Four shots plus the, the preparatory bit that they put in, which is, I think almost like a, let me look it up real quick, but it's like a, I didn't know it was that many fucking shots. Yeah, no. And when like I, a tetanus shot is just one shot. <laughs> 
When I first was familiar with rabies was when I was younger, because this is a very recent change. So this is a, a common misconception right now about the rabies vaccine is that it's what it used to be, which was literally needles that were like <laughs> crazy long in your stomach. And it was like insane. Uh, yeah. So it's a first dose of a four dose course, which you want to have as soon as you can after exposure. Mm -hmm. However, it is never too late to get it. If Unless you, you have symptoms. Right. So like if you were bitten by a bat six months ago and it hasn't quite set in yet, you could still get the vaccine and be okay. Uh, it's just, they're like, I don't know, man, maybe. Um, so, so insane. Um, yeah, they're intramuscular injections. I don't know if that explains anything. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a, yeah, there's a, so there's the pre-exposure, the, which they call the PrEP vaccination, which you would get if you were getting vac vaccinated to begin with, but they also will just give that to you when you basically under the assumption that like they're trying to get to it. Right. Followed by the ones that would then happen. Uh, so a total of four, but it also varies, I guess, because there's, it, it really does vary. I mean, pets only get one a mm -hmm. year, uh, but yeah, if your doctor recommends you get them, get them. Yeah. That's the main cause of the deaths that we've seen in 2021 was people who are recommended to get it and chose not to because they were afraid. Or I think one I saw was that the uh, the child, like the kid, was so scared of needles that like the doctor couldn't that the the parents couldn't get him to the hospital because he was too scared of getting the shots. Pick him up. Yeah, you can carry a child. You can, you, you gotta get him. Gang, you gotta get him. It's, it's one of the, again, I, people don't understand how scary rabies is, I mm. think, because it's just, it's crazy. Oh my God. It's nuts. It's like cool, but like not in a fun way. Rabies zombie movie. It's also not airborne, which is, you know, thank God. Oh, 28 weeks later, I think may have been based in rabies. Uh, yeah. Um... Oof, oof, oof. Um, <laughs> Not me seeing a wiki that says that rabies is the main antagonist <laughs> of a body horror film. Man versus rabies. <laughs> um, yeah, when this movie came out, not fantastic reviews, not the worst reviews that a Stephen King adapt. It's probably in the middle yeah. of Stephen King adaptations. Um, it has a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, 57 out of 100 on Metacritic. Um, although this is one of Stephen King's favorite adaptations of they, his book. They did what they could with what they had. Um, someone, uh, who said, Steve Jenkins of the Monthly Film Bulletin said that the, by changing the ending of the book, it made it absolutely no sense in terms of the film's logic and he hated it. I agree with him. Yeah. I don't understand why they changed it. I don't know. The Mist is the it's, it's only well, one. It's because Stephen King regretted killing the kid. Well, he shouldn't have. I know. Because the kid had to die. I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, but like the Pet Cemetery remake where they were like, we're just going to change a few details. And I was like, why? Yeah. Why are you just changing the kid that dies and like all this stuff? But it's crazy because Stephen King, it's crazy because he got really big really fast. So Carrie was published in 1973. That was his first published novel mm -hmm. they immediately someone immediately got the rights and the movie was released in 76 three years later that's a quick turnaround yeah 
I, I'm like, yeah, I think he did probably blow up really fast. I also feel like he probably had a thousand completed things by the time that people were like, let's try Carrie. And he was like, I have so many more. It was his fourth novel, and then Carrie was the first to be published. Interesting. Like, what about it, short stories? I mean... The dude's insane with the short stories. He got some good short stories. Highly recommend The Raft. Yeah, he... But, like I said, this book was published in 81, and then this movie came out in 83. Like, that's... That's insane. That's the point where the book wasn't even out yet, and they were in pre-production for the film. Right. Like, that's... Kind of insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Salem's Lot was the same thing. Um, when did uh, The Shining came out in 1980, and the book came out in 77. So, like, even that movie was three years. Like, at least for the first, like, you know, 70s and 80s, there were no more than five years between. Stephen King writing a book and it being a full-ass movie. And that's insane. <laughs> like, that's not normal. No. Um, to kind of go off what I was saying, though, remember you mentioned the lawnmower thing. Mm-hmm. So there is the lawnmower man, which is a short story by yes. Stephen King. However, it is not the lawnmower that does the murdering. Oh. There is another short story called The Mangler. It was The Mangler, Which yes. is the industrial laundry press. <gasps> Fuck! That murders did... people. Okay. I don't understand why you can't just stay away from industrial laundry. <laughs> um, but apparently he worked in an industrial laundry facility. Of course he did. And went, what if that thing was possessed by a demon? <laughs> um, there's another one that's pretty good that people like, where it's like a, something about going forward in time and you have to be uh, anesthetized beforehand because your brain will be conscious, but your body won't age. And like the... <laughs> No, I mean, if you, I guess, don't, I can't even warn you, because I don't remember the name of it. Uh, if you're reading a short story where they time travel, don't, l- stop listening to this, go back to it, why'd you stop in the middle and listen to this <laughs> podcast? Um, but his son holds his breath and doesn't get the anesthesia, so when they wake up, he's gone full insane, but is still like a child in body, but has been conscious and awake for upwards of thousands of years. And like, that's how it ends. So I don't know why he's like, I feel bad about killing the kid when he's done a lot worse to a lot more things. <laughs> and also has killed many other kids. Seriously. Killed the fucking kid in Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery kid got killed hard. Kid, that kid got real. Re- Doctor Sleep is such a dark <laughs> scene. Um. <laughs> oh. Hmm. <laughs> I love Stephen King, though. He was my, uh, he's like the, uh, the middle school version of Goosebumps. Yeah. I'd agree. You start getting into horror. And then, um. Suddenly, you're watching Ari Aster. <laughs> uh, when I was in preschool, I think the first time that I had a mental illness uh, is that we had those goosebumps, the uh, the Night of the Living Gummy Doll mm-hmm. books. But I think we had number four, where mm-hmm. the cover is him sitting in like a chair in an attic with like an army of dolls. I would not enter the classroom unless they took that book away. So they had to turn the book cover around or remove the book before I would go in. You and your dolls? I don't. They're scary. I'm a big doll, big doll guy. Maybe it's because you're your youngest child. Maybe oldest children are afraid of dolls. <laughs> I have a lot of dolls in my childhood bedroom. I know. My, my, my you aunt... mean you know? You didn't go in there, did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess I could have. Yeah. I wanted to. No, I didn't. My aunt is the youngest. She has her whole wall is lined with dolls. Yeah. I mean... They're scary as hell. No, did, did you ever... Dummies? You and your puppets. Did you ever read um, The Doll People? No! 
It was two books. That sounds dolls. terrifying. No, because they came to and they loved their the own. Dolls was, came to life, and that's not scary. No, because they were really nice to each other, the and it was about people. it was about like the old dolls who were like little porcelain dolls getting scary. to know the new little modern plastic dolls and overcoming their differences. Only dolls that I've liked: Velveteen Rabbit. I was a fan of that. It's not a doll. That's it's, a stuffed animal. It is, and it's it isn't though because it's articulated. If you've yeah. read the Velveteen Rabbit, they go into a whole thing about it being like a, a a toy that doesn't exist. Yeah, it exists somewhere in between, like yeah, that and a, like stuffed animal, and then he just gets fucking burned up for polio. <laughs> and that's a dark ass story too. <laughs> when we were watching uh, what we do in the shadows, like the the episode with Doll Nadia where she kept moving, I was literally terrified. Meanwhile, I want a Doll Nadia, and Natalie won't let me get one. I will not let one in this house. I can't express how scary it was watching the soul jump to different things. And I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. I'm so, I was genuinely afraid. I feel like this would be a good time to say the next movie, but um, I feel like we should have talked about what we learned first. Yes. But just remember this segue when I talk about the next movie. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) What did you learn? What did I learn? What did this, what did I learn today? Um... Now, I learned a lot about rabies, but I think my clean thing that I'll say is that I learned that every movie in the early 80s was edited by the same person. I was I was going to say something similar where like I learned that I think in the 80s, every camera, um, I think they cleaned it by putting a thin layer of Vaseline <laughs> over the lens and thinking that that would do the trick. They're like, ah, yes, this will clean it. <laughs> is it... <laughs> Is it Nightmare on Elm, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, where it ends with, like, the arm coming through the window yeah. and pulling, and, like, it, it, like, it ends on that freeze frame of, yeah. like, her, like, that's what I immediately think of, and I was like, why is, this, why would anyone think this was a good way to end a movie ever? So, Natalie. Yes. I know you've had a bad week. I have. You don't have a car. I don't. Which means you cannot leave this apartment. I can't. Unless you- I am with you. <laughs> You've had a bad week and I've had a bad week, but you got a job offer today <laughs> and I still don't have a car. Which means that <laughs> the next Delaney's Choice movie is a movie that I've been taunting you with <laughs> since we started this podcast. It is a movie which, quite frankly, you could not get me to watch again were I not literally trapped here due to being a victim of Grand Theft Auto. I think you might still not watch it with me. I don't know if I can. I'll watch it in my room. I don't no, give a shit. I think you have to watch it out here. That's kind of part of the fun of the podcast. <laughs> Our next movie is Chippendale Rescue Rangers 2022, the Disney Plus original film, which I genuinely am obsessed with. I think it is a very, very good movie. I genuinely am so uncomfortable. We watched this movie before. Yeah. I, I... Because I wrote my thesis on the different forms <laughs> of animation and how they represent body horror. So this episode is just going to be me talking, baby. Oh no! It really is because I hate that kind of movie. That's a combination of animation and live action. I've never liked that kind of movie, and that's your thesis. I understand. Remember how your favorite movie is Detective Pikachu? Barely, barely, barely. I'm squinting real hard. You're squinting real hard. That's like CGI. I would argue Detective Pikachu is more on the CGI realm as opposed to the 2D Dale <laughs> that we deal with for most. Is it Chipper Dale who's 2D? <laughs> It doesn't matter, quite frankly. It's John Mulaney, 2D, just kind of like... I don't think John Mulaney even had a script. I'm John Mulaney. <laughs> he did some of his spider- As you do. He did some of his Spider-Ham stuff, and they were like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. I'm not conscious of where I am. 
I'm about to have an intervention. About to have an intervention and a child who is, I'm furious that Malcolm Mulaney is as cute as Malcolm Mulaney is. <sighs> so I guess um, if you live in the greater Los Angeles area and you see a gray Volkswagen with a Pennsylvania license plate. Really, it's the Pennsylvania license plate. Um, you know, contact one of us. You'll contact. get a shout out on the pod. How are they going to contact us? With our phone numbers? No. I was going to tell them all the places I am. Oh, well, I will say that the LAPD officer told me to just call 911. So. Yeah. I guess if you see a, a silver Volkswagen SUV with a Pennsylvania license plate and you live in the greater Los Angeles area, you could probably assume it's my car. And if it's not being driven by a blonde girl <laughs> that is half Asian, it's probably not me. Um, probably. And if you don't feel comfortable calling 911, you can contact me at Stop You Ruining It on TikTok or at Saved by the Dells on TikTok or at Delaney Sears on Instagram. Any of the above. You can DM me on LinkedIn. You can... <laughs> like, I give you free reign to contact me anywhere to tell me where that car is. Yeah, that's fine. Only, though, if you additionally in your comment tag the CEO of Dropout Sam Reich. <laughs> Wait, I'm saying DM. You're saying that they should just comment loosely on a TikTok yes. saying I found your car. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh my, my god. god. We're going insane, guys. Please listen to the pod. It's all we have left. I really hope that the next time we record this, we found my car, but I don't have high hope. <laughs> we'll see, guys. We'll see. Goodbye. Bye. Don't get rabies. Don't do it. Please. It'll be horrible.